0: So ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you very much indeed for joining us at the Creator Stage. A pleasure to have you here. We've got ourselves some great guests. Uh, Just to quickly introduce myself, my name's Leon Sultana, I uh, run a website called An Englishman in San Diego, which is all about uh, con culture, uh, both here and the U.S., so we kind of focus on the convention that shall not be named here, but uh, we also talk about MCM, Showmasters and all the other events that take place uh, worldwide, giving you the best guides that we can and the best advice. attending such events. I've been taken on as one of the panel hosts uh, for the new MCM, especially on the Comics Talent, and I will be hosting a panel on Sunday with uh, some of the amazing artists that we've got here at MCM, uh, so hopefully you can join us for that, but off the back of that they've been very kind to let me host a panel here on the creator stage. Um, I'd like to welcome a couple of people to the stage. Um, Is that Josh? Hello there, sir. Excellent. It's great to have you here. First and foremost, um, we would usually—I uh, run a, a Sunday podcast uh, called Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, uh, live on YouTube at six o'clock uh, here in the UK, ten a.m. Pacific, one p.m. Eastern, where we talk about uh, conventions here in the UK and the US. Uh, unfortunately, my regular partner in crime, Alyssa Franks, cannot join us because uh, we weren't able to fly her in. Uh, we couldn't afford. We could not stretch the budget that far. Uh, But we have got uh, somebody that we have as my regular partner in crime. uh, I'd like to welcome Mark Serby to the stage, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, Mark. Give us a round of applause. There we go. go. Excellent stuff. What we're going to talk about today is about the relationship between fandoms and conventions. Uh, It's uh, kind of an incidental episode of the Talking uh, Comic-Con podcast. And uh, to do that I think it's best that we actually have some people that organize conventions and uh, definitely have uh, a vested interest in how conventions have developed, evolved and will continue to evolve, especially here in the UK. Uh, We have ourselves, Mary Franklin, who is the, uh, I'm going to try and work with official titles, she's the Grand Pumba, the big boss, the head honcho of Repop and uh, is uh, joined with uh, MCM. Ladies and gentlemen, Mary Franklin is joining us. Thank you very much indeed if you would like to to take a seat. We also have the the main guy from London Comic Con uh, who I was very happy to meet when uh, MCM took on uh, Repop, uh, Repop took on MCM uh, and uh, basically enveloped um, MCM into the Repop family. We have ourselves Josh Denham who is the main guy from London, he's the event director welcome along, uh, good to have you here welcome to you, and uh, certainly when it comes to the relationship between fandoms and conventions I think that we definitely have to talk about cosplay, because it's almost uh, a separate infrastructure all on its own, it's a, a vibrant part of what conventions are and for that we have Ivy Kitty who's going to join us on stage, thank you very much indeed hello Ivy, welcome to you so yes, uh, we're going to talk a little while about, oh brief, conventions and about the fandoms and about what it is um, in 2018 what makes up a convention uh, because we've seen, we've seen an explosion. Of conventions over the last 10-15 years it really has just i mean there's been a vibrant convention culture obviously but now it's just turning in turning into a massive massive industry um on a weekly basis i think we're going to start really um kind of with yourself about your first interactions with fans at a convention uh we'll, we'll go uh, we'll start with josh i suppose i mean what was what was your your biggest memory your your yeah, your biggest memory of a fan's interaction um, at a convention?
1: Uh, yeah, so um, I've been involved in the shows for, for five years now and I think uh, yeah, my first experience the first London event was uh, around 20 days after starting the company and I think that was my first proper taste of the fan communities. Um, cosplay really did stand out to me, um, but it, it was something that I was, uh, I'd heard of, didn't really know much about. Um, and just seeing the passion, the enthusiasm, and the, uh, it was an October event, which is when we host our Euro Cosplay Finals. Um, just to see the scale at which the uh, cosplay community and, and conventions celebrate such a, uh, kind of a strong community like cosplay. Um, and just seeing the passion behind it, the, the determination of the people that are creating the outfits, and, 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 and just how well respected it is within that community. I just think it just reverberates the, the passion that people put in comic books across the world, Um, and that that really stood out to me and and still (laughs) stands (laughs) out. All
2: right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, the the first, I'm, I'm a huge nerd myself and a big Star Wars fan and a big fan of a number of intellectual properties, but I think the first time that the power of... A convention to bring fans together really stood out to me it was the first Star Wars celebration that I worked on. Um, it was back in 2002, we did Star Wars Celebration in Indianapolis, and Star Wars Celebration 2, and um, you know, obviously when you're getting ready for a show it's very busy, you're working day and night, you have a lot to do, you're just thinking about getting ready for the show. The first morning um, before Opened the door as I went outside and, and started walking down the street along the queue that went along the convention center. And the queue went along the convention center, went down past the convention center, it went down around the block, it went, you know, like a good mile or so of people who've been standing outside waiting to get in to a show that I and my colleagues worked on. And it was like, That it it was like that moment of, like, how lucky am I that I get to have a part in making memories and making like a milestone event for these people? And I mean, they're my fellow fans, so I'm even luckier. (laughs) So, that was the first time it really hit me like, wow, like, I'm I'm part of this, this
0: is amazing. Because I always find it because I've seen you at a couple of Star Wars celebrations when. Uh, people are lining up to get their wristbands or whatever, and you are on a soapbox just looking out at everybody, just kind of seeing how everything's kind of going. And uh, first, I mean, you can see, obviously, you're trying to make sure it's going all smoothly, but then it's almost kind of like a sense of pride that there's, oh, this is mine, this is my what I've put together. A, I feel very lucky to be part
2: <laughs> of it, yes. Excellent. And whenever you have a queue hall full of thousands and thousands of people who've been queuing overnight, or maybe for a couple of days. You do have to keep an eye
0: on it to make sure yeah, things are going well. Now, um, Ivy, obviously you went to conventions um, for your own interests and for your own uh, work as a cosplayer, but then you also got invited to uh, events. What was your first fan interaction? Kind of coming to keep, what was the first one that kind of sticks out That uh... hmm. um, I'd say it probably all
3: started with a wild comic post in... California, so San Jose, California, um, that's actually one of the shows that I also had gone to just as a fan like 13, 14 years, so I've been going to cons for a while, but the cosplay portion didn't start until about six years ago, um, but in terms of fan interaction, I had done modeling for a comic book artist uh, called Frank Cho, and uh, had been doing the modeling for him at that show, then... Uh, it transitioned from that to uh, they brought me in as uh, one-fifth owner of that show. So, I can say that I owned a convention, one-fifth of it, for two years then we sold it to Silicon Valley Comic Con. Uh, and now they have it. So, it's Wozniak's show now. Um, so, seeing w- like that side of it, the back end of things, on how you run shows internally, all that, handle guests, things like that. Kind of helped with when I went from that to actually guesting at shows, and that started five years ago. So one year into cosplay, uh, I started guesting and was able to experience, you know, this side of things, uh, and just really seeing how different shows, uh, you know, how different cons are run, as well as you know how guests are handled, things like that, and how fans are, you know, like that first time. Going to a convention and actually having a line of fans for me—it uh, was very strange, very un- un- uncomfortable for me initially because it started as a hobby. That aspect, cosplay, it started as a hobby, not um, you know something that pays my mortgage. You know, it, it wasn't a a job. Uh, so it, it's definitely something that uh, I find amazing and inspiring to be able to uh, you know just be able to engage with so many you know diverse backgrounds and to also see so many uh, fans that now are also cosplay and you know do those things as well as having you know those relationships with artists and writers and you know this, this is a lot very diverse
4: it was interesting you were just mentioning there that you used to own part of a convention as well in the US so I kind of uh, my question is for all three of you what are the differences between a U.S. and a U.K. convention?
2: Um, one, one thing I've noticed is that in the U.K., um, in the mornings, the, the fans are, are a bit more sensible. Um, they, they like to you know, perhaps have a coffee before they go get into the queue. Uh, <laughs> and it, and it's, it's, it's more calm, which, which is quite nice. Uh, Sometimes we find in the States that days before the show starts the fans are out, they're lined up and camping and by the time it's day one they're anything but sensible
0: (laughs) I think also uh, here in the UK it's also helped by the weather I don't think there's much call for camping out when it's UK weather I think Uh, obviously the the American side they, they have a little bit more of a Temperate climate to go and camp out in.
2: We did have people camping out the night before George Lucas in the snow in Indianapolis. We we did have that.
0: Well, that's George for you. Um, Yeah, same question to to Ivy, I suppose. The differences that you feel between the UK and uh, US conventions.
3: Oh man. I mean, along with with what you said, yeah. I, I mean. We're, we're pretty hardcore
0: when it comes to lines and things like that. Um, is it the intensity? Is it, are the British conventions more calmer? They're more is there uh, more. I'm not going to say sedate, but certainly. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, okay.
0: considerate. I don't know. I'm not going to even say considerate because well, even in the US they try to be.
3: This is my second London show. I haven't been here in four years. Uh, so this is my second time coming here, but I did another show in Amsterdam. And one thing i noticed, like the, just this part of the world, or you know every every country but the US, um, is definitely a lot more relaxed, you know, and just very easygoing with things. Um, with the US, we're very much of the mentality of, we want this now, and it's very entitled uh, in, in the US. So, um, you know, it's, it's
0: really nice to kind of see that difference here. Um, but has um, that sense of entitlement grown over the recent years as the explosion of convention culture uh, taken place? I'm going to definitely point that to Josh as well. Um,
2: I think um, I think that sense of entitlement. I think we see at least. I, Part of my job at Reed is to um, oversee all of our Comic Cons outside the United States. So I do get to see Comic Cons in you know, Asia, China, Singapore, Jakarta, Australia, India, you know, Austria, France, you know, as well as the United Kingdom and the States. And I, I think as the stronger the communities get, which is good, like strong fan communities are the absolute foundation of these shows. But the stronger the communities get, the more involved they get in the shows, obviously, the more ownership they're going to feel in the shows. And that's good. Like, you know, but if they feel a part of the show, we definitely want them to feel part of the show. But then, you know, with that does, does come some, often, some sense of entitlement. And I, I observe that in all cultures I've worked in so far.
0: Yourself, Josh? Uh Certainly with MCM, it's got a strong, I mean the, the the tagline for the MCM shows is by the fans, for the fans. Do you see, what, what's been the biggest evolution that you've seen in the uh, the community
1: uh, for MCM? So I think um, whilst we've been working on the shows, I think going back to the uh, the, the previous question as well, I think from, from my side and my limited experience of being out in, uh, in America and having a look at the American conventions, from from my perspective, it's a case of it's a it's a younger uh, it's a younger uh, market in terms of we haven't had conventions of this scale going on in the UK anywhere near as long well as the, the American conventions. The scale has been there. The, the the presence of Comic Con out of the US has been there for a much longer period. So so it's still fresher over here, and I think people are still getting to grips with what Comic Con is and should be about. Um, I think the evolution is much more. Uh, whether it's down to the likes of the US conventions uh, being uh, being more accessible to the UK market, and to uh, the exposure from those uh, those shows coming over to here, um, IMDB etc. For, uh, for for displaying what's on, what what's happening on a, a live basis, it's it's easily reachable for the UK audience now. Um, and now we're starting to crave more of that to come over here, and, and, and brands and companies are doing more to. to uh, appeal and interact with the, U- uh, for the, with the UK and the European markets. So I think the biggest evolution is uh, the, the, the change in mentality for the brands that want to interact, they want to engage, they want to they speak to the fans. What we want to do is work with those companies and work in a way that we're delivering what us as individuals would love to see. If we're coming uh, to, as a fan to a convention, we want to put on something that not only appeals to um, what people have asked us for, but we are looking at going, what, what would make us excited? What, what would cross over to our audience that we are there side by side, not just as the organisers, but like I say, the, the whole point behind the, the tagline of uh, by the fans for the fans is a yeah. case of we are wanting to put on the best convention possible, the best experience possible for everybody that's coming along, um, and we want you to to leave having had fun. Having seen things that you wouldn't otherwise get access to, and, and that's going to be down to the evolution of the mindset of companies and uh, the movie studios, gaming studios, uh, comic artists. How can we amplify their message, but in a way that reaches uh, you guys as the, the attendees, the fans and the shows, and make sure we're delivering the show that you want it to be? Uh, and that's the
4: biggest evolution. Do you pitch it out to movie studios and you know gaming companies, or do they come to you? Because you know. You look around today and it feels like walls have been taken down over the past two or three years in terms of branding that is here. Whereas obviously, you know, two or three years ago we might have got just Nintendo and just, you know, maybe a couple of other people that we know. But all of a sudden, it feels like there are people here where you're like,
1: I didn't even know they were a part of a fandom,
4: but now they are. So how do you approach people like
1: that? There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, so we've got obviously the team that are working website, myself and Mary um, and, and we've got content teams, talent teams and sales teams at work uh, in terms of what we do with the companies that want to be at the show. So there, there is a mixture, there are, there are companies that approach us um, and it's, it's already a, an organic discussion, there are other companies that we approach and we say, this is, our, this is our audience, this is what they're driving for, this is what they're, they're doing. We, we send out a survey post-show to our, to our fan base um, to say, give us your feedback, tell us what you want to see, what, what interests you, what did you enjoy, what did you not enjoy. We are learning all the time about our fan base, what, what our community wants to see at the show, and then we are doing what we can to make sure we're using that information to deliver the experience. We want to diversify uh, the show floor offering, which is where we can get big brands, so there's a lot of discussions that have taken two, three years to, to develop. Now you'll be seeing the fruits of that labour, uh, hopefully in a way that, that everybody wants to see it. Um, and outside of that, again, it's, it's working with uh, various companies, not only for show floor activations, but what content can we bring to the panels that interests people. I know that Mary's uh, got a lot of involvement alongside our talent and content team as well, so I'll show it to her in a second to talk about that, but there is a lot of work, it's not just a case of we want you to come and have a stand and show there's this thought that we put behind it how can it work for them and what are they offering that would be right for our audience and our fan base, so that's, that's key. Yeah,
0: I think that's also um, um, put down to the, the content like you say that's uh, put forward but I fi- I'm finding it interesting as conventions grow and evolve that there is definitely this sense that uh, for a large portion of uh, people they come for the tribal element of attending a convention. Not necessarily beyond the people that are on the other side of the table. Now, Ivy, obviously you're part of an interesting uh, group of people, of cosplayers, that do have their own separate tribe, I mean, the the cosplayers that come to uh, MCM, um, they are here to be seen, they are here to interact with each other beyond, so they don't really necessarily interact with the people and the content on the other side of the table. So I find that um, as an interesting group of people. Do you see that um, in terms of a separate community uh, within uh, fandoms?
3: Yeah, I I definitely do. Cosplay as a you know, like it is its own separate community within comic book conventions. Uh, But there's also a lot of overlap with them. You know, Uh, at least in the states, you'll see. Like I haven't had a chance to look at um, any of the guests here, but. In the States, you definitely see, you know, cosplayers are lining up. They're, they're definitely lining up to meet, uh, you know, celebrity guests and things like that. Uh, cosplayers go to conventions to compete in the costume contest. One thing that I absolutely read pop hope is that uh, MCM shows are have become, I'm hoping they become part of the Crown of cosplay, which, uh, like, I, I've been lucky like, you enough to so judge those. Confirmed. Oh my god. That's amazing. That's so exciting. Uh, like that, that's a big deal. Like with the, in, in the cosplay world, it, it's huge. So I'm I'm very happy because I've been asking everyone since the, the acquisition if if it's gonna be a thing. Uh, oh my god, that's amazing! Wow, you guys need to announce that. Uh, so so yeah, you know. So I could just walk
0: out right now. She's exactly perfectly why? happy. Oh she's god. she's got what she wanted to have. Convention
3: so. made. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Uh, But yeah, you know, um, cosplayers definitely go to compete, they go for the content, um, you know, cosplayer-focused content, panels on costume creation, construction, uh, uh, also panels that are geared towards, uh, you know, more of the community-focused ones. You know, I I myself do ones on body confidence and how that, you know, can help, uh, or how cosplay can help with that. Uh, So, you know, you're, you're hitting multiple demographics, you know, you're inviting celebrity guests from TV shows and things like that, uh, and, and films, but you know when you bring in cosplay into it, or focus on building that cosplay community up, you're absolutely uh, you know bringing in people that want to come in and, and do all those things, be a part of those panels with uh, me. You know, and I think it's really great that uh, MCM is wanting to uh, grow, you know, in, with cosplay because you, you know, like, I definitely see that. It's a huge focus in, you know, the, like the US shows, some of the other ones that I've been to, Australia's, like, really pushed hard. Um, I'm speaking with specifically like Greenbots, because I, I, I was lucky enough to guess at some of those. Um, like, they push really hard for cosplay, so it's really nice to see that MCM's also
0: doing that, too. So, um, so uh, I'm going to ask you a question, which I think is more going to be for Barry and for Josh. Talking about that tribal um, element that comes to celebrate uh, their own uh, kind of family beyond the actual content. Is that something that you feel that MCM and Repop needs to do encourage? Or is it, because at the end of the day you want to try and get the content as well. The content is um, a big element of it. But at the end of the day, if a group of people are coming more to celebrate their own uh, tribal, how do you balance that, would you say?
2: actually I think that it's it, it be, can become just like a perfect synergy. Like we want to build the kind of events where fans want to come meet their friends, be with their friends, meet new people in the community and most of all like be comfortable in, in who they are. Like come feel they can be themselves, be whatever they're nerdy or geeky or fan girl or boy self is you know whatever it is and we want to build that atmosphere where they feel safe and we can do that and and they have a really good time obviously apart even though they come to see their friends obviously it's also important for us to offer different things for all these fandoms to do Um, a beauty of a comic-con because it's it's not so specialized is that we can offer content in all kinds of interests. From you know the big celebrity things to the minutiae of different fandoms. And we have audience for it here. And, and so it's so it's great. So actually I think you know we built a place for the
1: ourselves with friends and meet new friends. Um, it always has been and, and should always be core to us uh, that the community of, uh, of the show, regardless of whether it's a niche community or whether it's the, the general community of the, the, the fandoms in attendance, we should be celebrating that, we should be creating an environment that feels safe, feels accepting uh, and, and celebrate the diversity within those communities and that's what MCM has always been about and should remain be. so we're keeping that core to us we're trying to listen at all times as well about if we're not serving certain communities that we can do, let's do that I think there was feedback last year about the, the Comic Village side of things um, we've, we've, been, we've heard that, we've listened we're trying to focus on um, improving our offering, working with the artists, um, we've, we've introduced the, the comic stage obviously you're involved with that this weekend but uh, we've, we've introduced the comic stage to try and celebrate that side of things, we've Work with more artists, we've put spotlights in there. Um, It's all about us working not just to organize it, but to to hear, to listen, and to create an environment that people feel serves their fandoms and their uh, their interests.
2: There's actually a flip side to that, too, that that is focused as we naturally are on fan communities, because we're fans and that's the way we think. There's also a flip side to that, synergy, in that in recent years, last decade, these big companies have like woke up and they realize, oh my god, people at these Comic Cons, this is business we want. Like we want our brand here. These are like successful people, a lot of them, with like technical or different kinds of careers, like these, like we actually want our brand in front of this audience. So we do also we do also have that benefit Mm
4: -hmm. that we have this great audience that they want. I kind of think that we're sort of at almost peak level of fandom, individual fandom. So how would certainly for yourselves, how are you going to maintain that level of interest that it is at now for the next two years, five years, something? Favorite thing. Sorry, one
2: of my favorite things. Sorry, I what I always maintain is that. Just by its very nature, pop culture, popular culture is always changing. It's it's always changed. And there's always something new, always something cool. It's popular culture. There's a, a, a big element of nostalgia for other pop, past pop culture, but it, there's always something new. So it, you're correct. It's our job to always be out there, to figure out what's new, to hire like new geeks on the team who are younger have different interests and in, because we all have our own fandoms we can't get stuck in those and and stay relevant for a lot of people so that's um yeah it always changes we have to change with it and so that's why we listen to fans that's why we listen to exhibitors that's why we watch trends yeah to make sure we stay modern
0: There's a large proportion of conventions, certainly here in the UK, which are very much geared towards a certain type of experience, the photo opportunity and the autograph opportunity, without really embracing the further content. MCM, certainly this year, and I'd certainly say for the last couple of years, you've done more in terms of introducing panels, content, additional things to see beyond the kind of one-to-one interaction. Was that a is that a deliberate thing? And also, <laughs> is it something that is working? Because at the end of the day, these other conventions do exist, and there seems to be a very mercenary kind of element, the kind of one-on-one interaction without additional content. What, what's your what's
1: your take on that, um, uh, Josh? So, yeah, I was going to say so so can. Uh, Mary- chip in uh, just afterwards, but from my perspective, it's Casey, I've been, as I say, uh, beyond this past year, it needs something, when I first started, uh, I ended, like, saw the show, I saw what it was about, what the communities were doing, and, and, and what people we were about, and what other events were out there, I think it's key to kind of do what you do, and do what you do in the best possible way, I feel that we are working a lot with brands, and we've identified that you know, our show is an experience show. It's, it's about beyond the community side of things and the socialising and the taking the most out of the weekend, not just on the show floor, but being outside with friends, socialising in, in the evenings. It's about what are you getting when you come to the show, looking at what the... the um, New York is a perfect example. What experience are people coming away? Can we service our UK audience in a way that will bring them an experience that the US wouldn't be getting so it's a case of we identified that our our show is naturally getting to that point anyway and we've actively gone to focus on can we create an experience show rather than just focusing on on it being a signing show so yes we wanted to be a part of our event photo ops and autographs but there is so much more that we can offer as an event and that's that's always been at the heart of what we want to deliver for the fans and that's i'd also say that
0: the cosplay and cosplay, uh, cosplay competitions kick-started that additional element at conventions. Um, obviously, we, the element of um, signings and photo ops uh, was always part of conventions. But I'd say the, the cosplay uh, competitions—that was the first kind of kickstart of additional content at conventions. Would you? Would you agree to that?
3: It's always been there. I mean. I, I've been able to judge costume contests from various different, com- various different conventions, different companies, and things like that. The one thing that I find unique with Pop is that inconsistency is specifically when you are talking about like the crown championship of cosplay. So you can go to, you know, you can go to any convention in the states and you know anyone can enter and things like that. But I find that Pop has created something so specific to the cosplayer that wants that notoriety for the amount of work that they put into their costume, the detail that goes into it. Um, and, you know, the, the opportunity to, you know, travel and get that crown. Uh, you know, and they're competing against other parts of the world on top of that. And, and I find that that's uniquely special with pop that I don't find uh, at other conventions. Um, again, very excited now. But <laughs> uh, with that, and uh, yeah, you know, I definitely see like an uptick with people entering. You know, or people get, you know, with your B-pop show, uh, people coming to the booth like, just really down because they didn't get accepted and they're like, oh, I'll try next year, you know. Uh, but you see this kind of uh, attitude consistently they want to enter these competitions, they want that notoriety, they want the opportunity to be, uh, in a sense, be put against in the best in the world. Yeah, you know, you, you want that crown, you want all, you know, all of that attention. I think that's really amazing.
2: Um, you know, so I'm really excited to see what happens
4: from here? In terms of uh, how you create the content for something, are, are you looking at fandoms? You know, are they entitled to send you things and say we want this, or are we leaving it up to you and you're the gatekeepers?
0: Almost to, to anticipate what the fans want. Uh, well, no, we definitely welcome um, fan submissions,
2: fan ideas. We, we pay attention on social. We have focus groups. But also invite fans to submit proposals, ideas, panels, stuff they've built. Like we definitely want them part of the show. And that adds such a great element of authentic, authenticity and, and passion. Because yeah, the fans have made these things for their fellow fans. And they're so so many fans of so many things out there like, that we couldn't possibly, no matter how many fans we have on the team, we can't cover, we, we're not going to be experts on all those stand-ups, but we really need them to, to help inform us.
0: Um, I think we're kind of into our final five minutes or so, uh, and I do we do have a couple more questions uh, if needs be, but I do want to put this out to the audience if anybody has any questions when it comes to um, an organizing of a convention and kind of servicing fandoms. Uh, Do we have any um, audience questions at all that anyone wants to ask Mary or Josh or Ivy? Any questions at all? We have a question down here, excellent stuff. Go for it. Hi, I'm Sarah from San Diego. I've been going to San Diego Comic-Con for the last
2: 13 years. And with the growth of the convention, obviously it's completely outgrown its capacity, we started seeing a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's more entertainment con than Comic-Con anymore, so Artist Alley's been getting a lot smaller, but um, less creative, to we'll put it that way. Because of the attention that Comic-Cons are getting, and now that it's more, as you stated before, popularity, and I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, do you foresee the growth of these type of conventions and the want of the popular, visitors,
1: do you foresee comic alleys becoming a lot smaller and more servicing towards big entertainment? Okay. I was going to say, I'll pass it over to you in a second. So, uh, uh, from my side, uh, from my, side, my perspective, it's absolutely not our intention. Uh, uh, like I said, I did touch on it for this particular show. Um, our intention is not to shrink it or reduce it. In fact, it's the opposite. We want to grow it, we want to nurture it, and we want to celebrate Talent we've got in the UK, as well as bringing uh, talent and, and put a spotlight on people from overseas—not just the US, but the European market as well. Where, where can we, where can we expand our market for serving the, the, the comic fans? The comic is in the name of the, the shows; it's got to be an art of it, as well as as well as everything else. We're not gonna, we're not gonna uh, go away from from anything else we're doing on the show floor. We want to be inclusive of different fandoms, but. We know that there is the demand and the expectation uh, for for, the comic alley or artist alley, comic village uh, to be a huge part of a comic convention and that's ultimately our long term objective is to maintain that. Um, Well
3: for me being a guest and also having been an attendee of conventions,
2: um,
3: I what you guys touched on earlier. it's really important to have that balance and, you know, you're just talking about catering to different fandoms and things like that. So you do have your comic book fans, you have your cosplay fans, you have your fans that only want to uh, meet, you know, celebrity guests, you know, and, and things like that. And then you still have that overlap where they, you know, at one point or another they end up meeting. Uh, and that's one thing that I, I absolutely have to, you know, consistently with... You know, like the read pop brand specifically. One of my favorites, New York Comic Con, where you have that balance. You know, that uh, uh, artist alley has I, I can't even remember 300, 400
0: It's artists one of and the, the biggest in on the entire. On it, it, it's
3: massive, and for me, I came into this community as a, you know a fan of comics and artists, getting my autographs from them. You know, so being able to see that balance where you have that much attention being paid. To you know that heart, but then also you have the area for the entertainment guests. You have the area for you know everyone that wants to purchase items that are you know relating to different fandoms and things like that. And then you have your panels. Uh, I think it's very important for any con to you know always remember all of that. and You guys are definitely doing
0: that. I find I'm going to go back to the word balance there because I'm curious. Because I mean, we we're talking there about an American convention. And obviously, we're talking about um, some amazing events that reappear behind Star Wars Celebration. We're talking about uh, New York, uh, all the other big events that they put in the U.S. Are you aiming to kind of integrate more of the U.S. model here at MCM, or is, is are you trying, to, or would you try to keep your own identity? Would you say?
1: I think the identity of the event is key. I think we are MCM, we want to keep ourselves as MCM, but take the learnings from the U.S. shows. Um, the U.K. market, I would say, is different to the U.S. market, so it would be the wrong thing to, to say, we want to bring New York and do it here. This is London we need to celebrate London and the UK, and that's that's key to our hearts, but we can use learning to an inspiration of what the US do and what they do well. Also with their, their fandoms as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and that, that's where the learnings so so um, Obviously, I work very closely with Mary, I work very closely I mean, and, and have a lot of interaction with the US teams, and it's, it's the sharing of knowledge, sharing of understanding, but ultimately, hopefully, We know the UK market better than the US team do um, and they respect that and they understand that but at the same time we take on board learnings and suggestions from them and work out how can we adjust that to to the UK market. Um, If we
0: have any other questions, talk about fandoms and uh, how they work here at conventions. Go for it. Hi, I'm Graham from Scotland. talking about US versus UK conventions, what about within the UK themselves, because I know MCM has got Manchester and uh, Scotland as well how do those conventions differ, how do you treat them differently
1: if at all as in the, the individual, like the re- yeah, the yeah. yeah the regional event the regional event, so um, I where Danny would have been good to, to <laughs> do as well so
0: so the, t- yes, the, the difference between the, the London show, which is very much aiming or it's, t- it's becoming more like a, uh, an international convention, whereas you've got the regional shows, which are still growing, If you'd see a difference between the uh, two or the, the various markets here in the UK. So, um,
1: so, obviously, again, we've got Danny, who's my colleague here, who does what I do, but for the regional or national shows. Um, so we've got three other locations, Birmingham, Manchester, Glasgow. Um, we are working hard, and, or Danny is working very hard with the teams to study, identify and understand the local markets to those regions. Um, what, what is it that the, the, the fan base in those regions is looking for? What do they want from their convention? And I, I would say that we've maybe um, done a rinse and repeat across regions before, and now we're looking at what models can we put in place to deliver specifically for that fan base. Um, and I think that's where getting feedback from from you guys as the fans, getting feedback from the local communities to say this is what we want from our our conventions, the ownership for those local communities, local to that region, Um, that will help us shape and develop those shows in a way that hopefully delivers a show to your tastes and to your interests To kind of wrap
0: things up then, I want to kind of ask then where you see fandoms evolving with future events and because can you how where can you see cosplay evolving in a convention can you see any other elements which it could move into or uh, Mary where do you see uh, fandoms kind of providing more of an interaction with uh, the convention organizers themselves um, one thing that I've seen that I I hope will
3: continue uh, to grow is. Um, does that overlap with cosplay and then working with uh, different companies that also work with conventions? Um, some of seen scenes like Twitch, you know, it's a huge uh, online gaming community, but it also overlaps into a lot of other things. Uh, so you have your Twitch creative communities. Uh, I know Sci-Fi Wire uh, was doing a lot also uh, with the uh, uh, Emerald City Comic Con in the States. And just kind of seeing that where you have these different companies that are uh, interested in working, you know, with cosplayers and the community or cosplay guests. Uh, I think seeing growth there would be great, uh, just really seeing where these competitions go as well. Because uh, each year it, it gets a lot more difficult and the costumes get so much more elaborate uh, than the previous year. Uh, but yeah, I think... You know, just kind of seeing those things... um, Just... Increase their... Development.
2: Yes. Okay. I think part of the... Part of the fun of of being able to stay connected to the fan... Fans and, and... And work on this is that honestly we don't... We don't know what pop culture trend is coming next. Like... We... We look forward to seeing... We look forward to seeing them reflected... Reflected in the fandom and then getting to make them part of the show. I mean... Like who... Who predicts, like, Game of Thrones? Like, who knows that like, that's coming and, like, everyone in the whole world is going to watch Game of Thrones? And, you know, I love Game of Thrones. But <laughs> just as an example, you know, like, these things come up. And they, they come up and change, and another group picks them up, and young people or older people or whatever, and they become just ardent fandoms, and it's really fun for us to see that and then get to make up part of the
0: show. We could go into a whole other conversation where we talk about when we see, say, for example, dobs of money being thrown at Lord of the Rings and where then the conventions, when do they pick those up? Do they pick them up as they those fandoms up and establish them before the show comes out or once they're established? We could get into all sorts of things like that. I I don't know if you want to touch on that very quickly. Anticipating the next...
1: I think it's, it's knowing your community knowing your audience knowing your fan base, listening to the, 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 what, what they are talking about within their community. so it, it's about being on the pulse listening um, being accepting of suggestions um, I, I think having the right talent internally as a company as well having different tastes and different families being celebrated individually means that we can share our thoughts share our trends what we see is, is something that will be the next step um, I, I think there's always going to be developments, there's always going to be changes you can't predict it necessarily but having people with different tastes will always create that, that, that knowledge within your internal team
0: and creating a whole new experience as conventions uh, continue to grow. Ladies and gents uh, I'd like to say thank you very much to you for coming, I hope you've enjoyed it, I hope you've enjoyed our chat about the, uh, the line between uh, fandoms and conventions and where that line is getting blurred where it's getting encouraged, where it's uh, disintegrating, and wherever, wherever it's uh, growing uh, in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have a round of applause, please, for my guests, for Ivy. Uh, for Mary and of course for Josh and uh, thank you very much indeed to uh, Mark as well and thanks again for coming. Uh, once again I'm going to be hosting my panel on Sunday which is going to be uh, in the Comic Stage. Uh, between the panels uh, on 11 o'clock uh, in the, on Sunday morning and of course please do tune in on a uh, Sunday evening uh, where we uh, do Talking Comic Con, a uh, cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego with myself and time Thank you very much indeed for coming. Enjoy the rest of MCM Comic Con, ladies and gents, and uh, take care. Bye-bye.